AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. By the way, if you listen to one of the great holiday shows we had, matter of fact, the one we aired on Tuesday, January 2nd, one of the interviews we had that day was Dr. Joe Eastman, our COVID modeling specialist. But we talked more about general issues. Uh, considering the healthcare world seems to be kind of going into hell in a handbasket, I said, hey, how about an upbeat visit with him right now to give us the full details on how great things are going in the United States right now when it comes to respiratory illnesses? And Joe was like, oh, gosh, are you sure? And I said, yes. So Dr. Joe Eastman is kind enough to join us today to give us the full details. Dr. Joe, I hope you had a wonderful (laughs) holiday. Well, even that was a little grim, but <laughs> That's, it's. But am I? I'm not too far off here, you know. <laughs> you, you know, you don't do you don't do a you know a, a song and dance routine into a dirge. You know, it's just it just it's it, it, it you kind of have to set things right. I'm not crazy. There, this is this this spike we are seeing right now is is pretty scary. Correct. Oh gosh, yeah. Um... Outside of the uh, first Omicron, I think we're gonna we're gonna be in second place with this one. But uh, when we re- try to return to a baseline of uh, an average baseline, I'd, we're not gonna hit it for months um, because there's too much coming on the back end of this thing right now. <laughs> oh boy! Well, yeah. okay. So the, let's let's talk about because this really kind of is a perfect storm. We have a respiratory illness. We got the flu. We have COVID. So you have multiple respiratory issues, illnesses that are, are, are circulating. You have, I mean, I think the flu shot numbers don't seem like they're that far off, but the COVID in uh, the vaccine numbers are way down. I mean, the, some groups have definitely stepped up, but I mean, at the same time, they're not where they should be. Hardly anyone's masking, hardly anyone's socially distancing. And putting all three of these things together, this is why things are getting bad, Correct. Yeah, you're you're spot on. That, that uh, you know, just the latest update on Flu Flu which is December thirtieth, uh, we had a sixteen point one percent increase in positivity for uh, influenza A, and uh, <laughs> the outpatient respiratory illnesses are up six point one percent. And this is December thirtieth, so um, it's it's gotten worse since then. And I expect it will will continue for a few more weeks of possibly longer um, of these extremely high levels. Uh, it's, it's pretty frightening. I had a question. Someone asked a question, and I, you know, I'm going to put it to you. I think you've actually explained this over the years, but you know, we sh- we should try to kind of revisit some things at times. Um, they said, okay, so you get a flu shot, and the flu shot is pretty good at keeping the flu away. The COVID shot isn't the different, it, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID. It's basically a decent chance you're not going to get a severe case or has to be hospitalized or God forbid die. It's, it doesn't mean you're not going to get it. So why don't you take, I mean, and, and this is backpedaling a little bit, but I think it is sometimes good to revisit things, especially if we haven't talked about them in a while. Why, what is the difference between those two? Why is the flu shot far more effective than a COVID shot is? Well, and, and that's beginning to be a question in itself now because um, we're seeing a lot of co-infections. If you get both of them at the same time, you're in for a pretty rough ride. And, um, you know, in the past, the flu has done a fairly decent job, but we're 
I, I was just looking at Italy, and they are already surpassing last year, blowing right past it. Um, incredible wave going on there right now. There's a, over 145 by ambulance just sitting on the side of hospitals in Rome because they couldn't deliver their patients. Wow. Uh, the same thing's going on in France. Uh, and one other disturbing thing that I just, just read the other day is um, with COVID, the uh, the latest round of boosters, you know, it, if you're not exposed to a huge load of virus load, there's a good chance you will fight it off. But um, that's, that's not always the case, especially with, like you say, us not mitigating things properly with masking and then, and the HVAC systems keeping air clean in public spaces and such. Um, but the, uh, the scary thing is this JN1 that's uh, causing all the havoc right now. If you look at uh, this recent study, it, um, you're almost in the same boat if you don't even get a vaccine booster because it it does not see it. it instead of uh, like a 35% efficacy in preventing bad outcomes, we're probably dropping at least to half that that size with um, that magnitude with the uh, the Jan one uh, variant that we're dealing with right now. A few things off of what you said. Let's go back to Europe right now because, okay, it wasn't that long ago we were they they, they had experience with this. I, I, it is, first of all, is there any place in the United States that's having a, the reactions that the European capitals are? Uh, I, I think New York will probably be our first uh, kind of bellwether. It's starting to they're, they're going to blow by the hospitalizations, I believe, of of the twenty twenty one surge back when hospitalization rates were about an order of magnitude larger. So what you're getting is just a sheer number of infections that are going to cause just as many, if not more, hospitalizations compared to that first deadly wave that we had in 2021. Um, But Europe, you know, France thought, oh, gosh, we're doing pretty good. And and, uh, Italy was thinking the same thing just recently. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the influenza started uh, going absolutely crazy there. Uh, they're probably co-infections, it would be my best guess, but they're not testing, you know, in hospitals for for uh, COVID infections like they were before. And France just had, they, they had a similar situation the other day. And uh, last I saw, they, they had about 100 ambulances sitting out in the Paris region looking for a place to deliver their patients. And... Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not. We won't probably see the the the. Well, I can't even say that now because it's getting so complicated. But uh, I don't think we'll reach the death, the mortality rates we had in the in the very first peak we experienced um, when the death rates were almost to order of magnitude higher at that time too. So, um, yeah, we're looking at sheer numbers driving this this whole situation right now, and. And one encouraging thing is the RSV vaccine, and I, I don't want to say this too early, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. I, it almost looks like it, it's working to some degree. Um, and, uh, you know, as an anecdotal thing, my daughter was just at the, at, at the uh, pharmacist getting a bunch of shots before she goes on a cruise. I can't believe she's doing this. But... Um, and uh, the line for RSV was incredible. 
and the flu shot was about half that size, and then COVID shots were just minimal. And, um, boy, uh, people, you know, they just they really don't have a concept of what is going on right now, thanks to our leadership that has ill-informed us all. So, um, I mean— about. I don't want on. I don't want to downplay the RSV, but it, it sounds like what you're saying is we, we need to be paying far more attention to the flu and the COVID right now, as you know, pay attention to all three of them. But it sounds like what you're saying, and especially when you're you're talking about a a twofer in 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 Italy and France where they're getting COVID and flu, uh, the worst team up ever. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I I think I mean it sounds like that that should be where our focus is at right now. I, I agree 100% with that. I mean, uh, even in our, our state of Minnesota, I was just looking at the latest um, upload of the uh, JN1 um, variants and uh, the lineage is coming off of that. And Minnesota, get this, is second behind New York in the 30-day trends that are uh, that are occurring right now. I just about fell out of my chair when I saw that. I, I didn't expect that at all. Um, Texas and California are right behind us too, but uh, it uh, it's going to hit different parts of the country. And I went over this a lot before at, at different times. And that's why our baseline is just going to continue to be high after a big initial peak driven by the, the largely urban populated areas of the country. Um, is do you think Minnesota is doing so badly because it's been so warm? I mean, it's kind of one of the things we we've, we've talked about this before in the past years when it gets colder and you're outside. I mean, it doesn't it you know, it's 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 you know, if it's 10 degrees outside, it's you know, it's not much can go from one person to the next really unless you're really close. Okay. Uh is do you think that that's playing a role here is the fact that it's been so warm through December? You know, I I yeah, I you know I I think that does play quite a bit of role. We're not driving anybody inside with the weather we've had the last couple of months <laughs> for sure. My my lake is still open. I got open water. Wow, uh, I've never seen this before at this time of year. I don't it's, think anyone. Uh, I don't think anyone in a few hundred years has seen this. I got to be honest with you. I don't think anyone's seen this in a long, long time. Yeah, and the economic hit. Um, maybe that will wake a lot of people up and they'll start to realize uh, what's going on. Governor Walsh should be on top of this. And um, and the CDC, I mean, all I hear out of them is crickets right now. Where where in the heck are they? <laughs> well, I mean, and, I mean, is this OK? I, I posted that 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 back and forth between Bill Maher and uh, Seth MacFarlane and the the very quality and, and McFarland brings up the point he said aren't don't you feel as if the politicization of this of the vaccine of basically Trump turning people against the covid vaccine and 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 using this as as a villain in his scheme that the dangers of that are that we're going to have another outbreak at some point or we're going to have a revisiting a massive revisiting as we seem to be doing right now with covid and people are just not going to care, and far more people are going to die because of this this idea that ignorance is somehow a virtue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's precisely right. And uh, yeah, thanks for posting that. That was that was a good watch. I, I even put it in my newsletter yesterday. It was uh, so fun to watch. Uh, Bill Maher has become so so arrogant and egotistical. I can't hardly watch him anymore. Yeah, but. Uh, 
<laughs> but that that is what's happened. I mean, um, if, and you know, and that's the other thing with what I just said earlier with the uh, the new booster vaccine. Uh, we almost got to be updating these faster. The virus just keeps outrunning us with these new variants. And um, but in the past, if we would have really stressed it, and, and people would have would have you know got their jabs in timely matters and mass quantities, we'd be a hell of a lot better off than we are right now. And we, we had a chance to really nail this thing in the uh, middle of the summer and then the vaccine rollout kept getting delayed. And, um, you know, the, the whole, um, you know, dissemination of information by the CDC was awful. And like you say, this whole politicization of this, uh, of this pandemic which the WHO says still is going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you you bring this up, and you have not pulled punches, and there's been major failures by the Biden administration, the Walls administration. Let's go back to the politics. I mean, I I get the strong impression that both of those organizations are somewhat hesitant, I might even go terrified, of trying to address this issue because they know that the second that they do, for God's sakes— Republicans jumped on gas stoves when basically stories came on out that said maybe, you know, the gas fumes are not the safest thing. And they all of a sudden turned that into an issue. If you come on out and say (laughs) we need to start getting vet masks again, I think that both walls at the state level and Biden at the national level are terrified of basically this all becoming a major issue in this upcoming election. And the Republicans are just chomping at the bit to basically run against this as that, oh, here you're, you're fear mongering COVID again. Hey, yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the border situation. You know, they they love to have these these things that divide us so so much because it enhances their ability to retain power. And um, you know, that's, there comes a time when you just can't put your own personal political interests above the health of our people. It's just it's absolute insanity in my mind and. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to get out of this. People are going to see what's going on right now and really, really start flipping out, I think, and, and you know, and uh, rise up, I hope. Well, uh, it's all we can do. It's, it's kind of one of those things where it's it, the Republicans just, they don't want to deliver solutions because they don't have any. And so they, they can't, they, they, so the only thing they can do is try to scare people or gimmick them into voting for them. And that's where we're at right now. And and it and it's kind of scary because you know we 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 are at a point now where I mean I, I got into a discussion over the holidays, Doctor Joe, with someone about the, the the polio vaccine, and said if this mentality existed back then, we would have people insisting I would rather have my kid have polio than get the shot. We would have people screaming about how dare you try to put the iron lung industry out of business. You would you know it would it, it would it would it would be madness. And yet back then, when it came down to I me, mean, I, like I said, I think that the pro- part of the problem here is that that there's there's just such a selfishness within our society right now that they don't care if people die because of their irresponsible behavior. They just want to basically have society, admo- you know, not admonish them for their irresponsible behavior. Oh, gosh, that is so true right now. Um, and it just just keeps fueling the the whole fire as we go along. I mean, one one thing that I, I think would be a wise idea is um, after like 
are, are um, we've had this holiday break, and uh, we're we're sending the kids back to school. Maybe we should have like a two week period where it's at home schooling. I mean, it's going to be widely unpopular, but don't let them let their infections subside before they uh, they go into school and spread it around some more. Um, just small steps like that even would 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 help uh, suppress what's going on right now. But no, they're they're going to take their uh, holiday gathering infections and and uh, rapidly spread them in the schools. And that's that's where it all kind of bubbles up mm-hmm. in a lot of senses. You can almost look at uh, school timings across the globe. They're all different, but almost every country the the new well, the surges come after after schools reopen, and then after they take holiday breaks and and come back again, and it's just a vicious cycle that we keep repeating and repeating. I I I I, I couldn't. Agree. I think that that is a safe way, bet to do it. I, I I'm kind of surprised when you also you mentioned Italy and Rome and stuff like this. I said it's not just the governments that seem to be failing. It seems like there's a lot of like the hospital industry, the medical industry. We just went through this. How is it you have all these ambulances lined up outside? Don't you have tents you could set up? Don't you have this? I thought we had all this infrastructure in place. Yeah, and uh, a lot of places, <coughs> and including this country, have gotten rid of the, the, that, that stuff. Said, well, we don't need it anymore. And uh, it's it's not as in place as it should be. I, uh, you know, uh, we get lulled into a false sense of security every time this thing drops down to a very low baseline, but it's so predictable. It's going to come back. And, and this isn't, I don't think this will be the worst, worst one we, we see if we don't uh, change our trajectory in the next couple of years, I think we're going to see even worse outcomes and, uh, and long-term outcomes in terms of long COVID and such. And uh, we did, we've cut back on funding for the research into therapeutics and uh, research into long COVID. All these things that are absolute no-brainers in our in scientists' minds across the globe. And uh, you know, Italy's God, what are they thinking? They they did this once before. I don't know if you remember their yeah their surge that they had before. It was just massive, and uh, you would think they would. They would learn, but none of the leadership has learned. It's really sad. I think, I mean, I, I there was a guy in England who made the point. He said, I think what it's going to take for people to take this stuff seriously and start trusting the medical industry again is unfortunately one of these like 1880s wipeouts where, you know, you're looking at 20 percent, you know, of the people that get infected die. You know, something of this magnitude where you go to a, you go to cemeteries from that time and you see 12 children lying in a in, in the cemetery that never made it to six years old. You know, that's it, it, that, that's what it's that, the sad thing is. That's what people feel as if it's going to take for people to realize, well, maybe I shouldn't just sit there and and read a, a Reddit blog. Maybe I should actually trust the medical industry again. And unfortunately, I, I, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be remiss to say i wouldn't be surprised if that is actually what it takes and yeah i know if it if it reaches the mortality of of something like the bird flu or something like that good gracious people will actually will have no choice but to wake up but it shouldn't have to come to that but the political pressures have been set in place for too long now and uh it's hard to break out of that rut 
Uh, get vaccinated. Get everyone should get vaccinated. If you're not feeling, get tested. I mean, they still do offer free tests. A lot of places do offer free tests. You can get those. Uh, but t- test right. yourself. Get vaccinated. And if you were to, you know, un- once again, get the flu, get the COVID, and the RSV, right? Get all three. And um, as far as testing goes, there's there's one test that really stands out, and it's called the Flowflex uh, test that you can get. And uh, that does an excellent job with people that are highly contagious. Um, and the other one is Ongo 1 and 2. Um, these are all available at your local stores. So uh, those are the tests to get for your at-home testing. But, yeah, everybody do your part <laughs> and get active about this. We really need it right now. Be careful out there. Ever. Dr. Joe, as always, it's it's hard it's hard truths, but we need them. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate the information. Thank you, my friend. Feelings mutual, Matt. Thank you. Take care. Dr. Joe Eastman, uh, yeah, uh, we'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.